0: I heard-
1: Welcome back to another episode of Live in the Studio. We are here today with a very special guest, Miss Chloe Olivia. Hello. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you, Shay?
3: I'm feeling pretty good today.
1: So, Chloe, uh, you are the first person that we've had on the podcast that we don't already know fairly well. Um, we are are we've met you one time, right? Yeah, once. Uh, <laughs> one time. And I gotta tell you, actually, it was a pretty cool. It was a pretty cool meeting for me because it was the first time that. You literally said to me in passing, you walked by me, you said, hey, the podcast guy. Do you remember oh, this? Oh, did I say that? Oh yes, you did. And I remember being like, I, at that point, we had only dropped one episode. So oh. it, was, it was like a little, like, honestly, it was like a little confirmation for me. I was like, okay, I guess I'm the podcast guy now. Yeah. So it was kind of a cool thing. I appreciated it. Um, <laughs> no for, problem. For people that don't know you, um, can you just kind of introduce yourself? Tell us what you do, um, your role, kind of what you're doing in music right now, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. um, So my name is Chloe Olivia, and I do a lot of things. And I used to have like, whenever I would like perform, I would have like this list of things. Like, I'd say I'm a singer, songwriter, anti-bullying advocate, motivational speaker, actress. Like, I would like literally go through the line. Um, But that, I mean, I am all those things. Um, I am an artist. Um, Right now, I'm a youth worship leader at Still Creek, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Still Creek Church of Charlotte, and um, have been working there since like earlier this year, probably like. March, April sometimes, mm. so fairly new, um, but I have traveled, like, all over the U.S. Um, I finally went overseas before COVID, mm. um, unfortunately, kinda, that kind of stopped Barely everything. got that one in there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I kind of slid it in right before, like, literally November the year before. Like, November 2019, I went to the Bahamas and finally okay. went international. And How then, was that? That was amazing. Oh, my gosh, the children there are phenomenal. Mm. Um, and just, we were there probably like right after the hurricane hit. Okay. So we were in Nassau and Freeport and Freeport was still kind of like, everything was kind of damaged because of like the hurricane that it hit before, but it was just so beautiful. Like mm. it, the people are genuine yeah, and it's just, it was an amazing experience. So that
1: was a, like a mission strip kind of thing?
2: Um, so no, it was with, uh, what was it? I think it was with Praise Factor. Okay. Um, which is like an independent, they do, um, they highlight a lot of independent, Um, gospel artist okay um fun fact i kind of used to be on the gospel side of things before i kind of made the switch over to ccm but i've always been like at heart
1: ccm i think they're i think that today they're more close together than ever like in pop culture you look at like maverick city or different gospel groups that are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger Oh, yeah. um, even even when you go like watch Elevation now, a lot of their stuff, it sounds mm-hmm. more like gospel, gospel than it ever yeah. has. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, Me, too.
2: Me, too. I mean, I like I like it. It's just that like it was kind of hard growing up because it was like I was expected to sing straight up like mm-hmm. gospel, start playing shop music, whatever. But it was like, for me, I was on the opposite side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I was very much like T-Swift all the way. Like, <laughs> awesome. I was very much loving that side of things. So mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Now, um, for people that wouldn't know, so your background in music started off in gospel, started off uh, like what, what else did you do in music kind of growing up? What was your start?
2: Um, Gracious, I'm trying to remember. So. The reason why I started writing um, as an outlet, like kind of I kind of used writing as an outlet um, because I was getting bullied Mm. real bad in school um, growing up. And it started from kindergarten. It went all the way up to actually college recently. So um, I had to find an outlet and it got to the point where like I actually I actually contemplated suicide at the time Mm. I was like 10 years old. And so that's super um, young. Yeah, I was really young. Like I I really just felt like I had no place, no purpose. And and the only reason I got bullied was because I have a very loud voice that like Mm -hmm. very much carries. Mm -hmm. And so um, being different in that aspect and, you know, also just being the tallest girl in the room and stuff like that. um, People just picked on my differences. And so I had to find a way to kind of like use what I had as an outlet And one of the things that I had was, you know, the piano and I couldn't sing. But, you know, my voice. Um, And so that's when I started like writing songs. And and then literally like a year after I was going from like back to school event to back to school event and then doing like my own events, like with my foundation and different things like that. And then it got to a point where like I was going to all kinds of award shows in middle school. Yeah. That was like my peak, middle school. So I was going to award shows after award show. So at Stellar's, at the Doves, Praise Factor. I was coming home with like five different awards. And like like literally, awesome. I like can't carry them all. I had to give it to my assistant. My mom was on the side. My mom is my momager. So she yeah. has been like my biggest number one fan has been my family. Like they have supported me all the way to even today. They're just like, whatever you want to do, just let me know and we will do it. <laughs> And they will. They'll yeah. get it done. So that's just kind of how I started.
1: Now, you started on keys?
2: Yeah. So I started playing keys when I was three. And I actually wow. started with my toes. Um, oh, really? so yeah, really? I kid you not. So there is this album that my parents were playing on the... the you know how you can put like a CD in the DVD player yes. and it'll play? So they had like the CD and this praise and worship CD and it was playing Our God is an Awesome God. And so we had this mini little like 25 key keyboard, something like that. I don't know. It was very small and it was up against the fireplace. And I turned around. So the keyboard was facing this way. I turned around facing the same way. And I started playing Our Guy's is an Awesome Guy with my toes. I was like standing on top of the keyboard. <laughs> like just kind of picking out like the <laughs> yeah, melody. Kind of yeah. Thing. yeah. And so my parents, I was three. So my okay. parents are like, let's take her to lessons. They gave to they tried to give me to Miss Jenna. She was like, I don't take anybody under five. They have to know their numbers, letters. I'm like, I already know how to write my name. Mm. I know my numbers and letters already because my mom had been homeschooling me before I went. So she took me in for like two minutes. This time I did not play with my toes. But (laughs) I did play Our God is an Awesome God. And then when we came out, she was like, I'll take her. So that was my very first music teacher. Mm. And then
1: I had a from I had a similar encounter like that doing um, I started off. Uh, my first thing wasn't music. It was martial arts. Oh. And when I was super young, I, I had I started when I was like four kind of same age. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually I wanted to switch into doing other things. And like, you know, when I started, it was just like kind of your generic like kids class or whatever. Yeah. But it was it was 99. So it was kind of before that was even as popular as yeah. it is today. Um, and then eventually I switched to like mixed martial arts. So I would go to, I wanted to go take Brazilian jiu-jitsu when I was like 12. And at that point oh, I had been doing it like seven, eight years. And I went in to to ask if I could be a part of the class. And they told me, no, we don't take anybody under 16. Wow. that's And crazy. I literally had to like, I like that was, we had just moved from California to Virginia. So we asked, they said, no. Then we went down there. They said, well, since you're here, let him sit in the class and if he does well we'll 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 consider it and i sat there and like best behaved my way through the whole thing (laughs) because everybody at that time everybody in 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 bjj was like probably 20 years or more older than me i'm 12 they were all like almost like mid-20s early 30s kind of thing all the dudes like full tats there's this guy that had a uh tattoo that started here when all was that's back. crazy and the whole jesus portrait on his back kind <laughs> like of an avatar it, or something. yeah it like. was it was a uh, really quite the quite the thing to be immersed into and like it was all in the gym so mm-hmm. even like i mean i don't know i was 12 i was probably oblivious to like if anybody had like a lifestyle that wasn't good you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean but but i i'm sure but in the gym it's like very much like a sort of uh not in every situation but like if you're jamming with another musician like you're really you're just yeah. you're there to work you're there to do what you're doing kind of thing a lot of oh, the yeah. time so
2: for sure
3: what did you feel like you really uh took influence in wh- while you were learning piano and like growing up starting to do music like who who were you listening to and
2: Ooh. oh what was man. your kind of
3: influence um so my
2: my one of my biggest influences And still to this day, I feel like I grew up with her. She's my sole sister from another mister. Like, (laughs) um, China and McLean. Like, she was my biggest role model. I would watch Ant Farm all the time. Um, Even like, there was a period of time where like my family was homeless. And so we had to split from my dad and move up to Rochester, New York. Mm. And up there, I got like, that's when I learned about Disney because I I didn't have that down here in the South. It's like, you know, you're in second grade, you're not watching Mm. Disney. But, Mm. I when I was in Rochester, I started watching Disney and I watched Ant Farm and it was like, oh, my goodness, like China McLean is like that girl. I'm here for it. <laughs> so like I had all her. So I remember like my very first we didn't really celebrate Christmas with the presents. And so until we got to New York. Hmm. So my very first Christmas present was like an Ant Farm album, like okay. it literally was an Ant Farm album hmm. and played that thing till it <laughs> stopped working till it cracked, it had rips in it. And um, has been my role model ever since.
1: Okay, that's ever. awesome. I did. I did. Um, I was thinking about piano. So my first introduction, like barely into music, was kind of similar thing. I, my both my grandmothers were piano players. Oh. Those are the only musicians I had in my family wow. growing up at all. So um, my my grandfather uh, was a pastor, uh-huh. and so we would go stay with them on like Saturday nights. Um, And he stayed in like the Parsonage or whatever. So like right near where the church is at. I think the church owned the house, basically. I think that's what a Parsonage is, right? Where like the church owns a piece of property where the pastor stays. I think that's what it (laughs) is. So we would stay there. We would go there Saturday nights and we would stay the night with grandma and grandpa. Wake up and my my grandpa would preach and my grandma would play keys. And they were kind of the the dynamic duo kind of thing. So they were like
2: hype men, like on the side. I mean, they were like... (laughs)
1: Don't mid, me. <laughs> Mid-60s, but anyway, anyway, so not so hype. Although my grandpa, occasionally you'd see him get, like, really into, like, whatever he was preaching. He'd start to turn different shades, and, <laughs> different you know, like, he turned like, I remember watching him get mad, like, or, like, yeah. h- hyped up, and he had, um, I don't know exactly what it was, but, uh, like, he had a couple heart attacks and things like that, so you see him get, like, really red, like, like he's feeling it, and I remember being like, all right, calm down, grandpa. But, he got somebody with a lash club, like, <laughs> my, 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 my grandma, I'm pretty sure, um playing keys like I, I i look back on that i didn't really recognize that it influenced mm. me but like it definitely did you know um, yeah that's awesome yeah wow so let me ask you this um like when you think about music as a whole I, we try to ask this to everybody uh becca has dubbed it our branded question shout out to becca <laughs> <laughs> um which is what does music mean to you
2: um to me music is a language it's a universal language that could be understood by everybody no matter what they speak um orally um, and I just feel like it's something that has almost the power to save lives if you use it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, music is like a tool that it, it just depends on who's behind it. Um, yeah, and you could either be, you know, singing for the world or singing for Jesus and doing it for his glory. And so for me, like it is a language that could be understood. And so because it is a language that is so universal and so broad, um, it has to be kind of like used the right way.
1: Yeah. Like steward is kind of what you mean. Yeah. Like to steward it as a gift. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Yeah. We've, we've talked with a couple of different people and I think, um, I definitely think that that is, I've thought on that a lot in the past few weeks because we had somebody else that came on that kind of similar viewpoint. Um, and I, I, Always am interested in that because it's um, like, give you backstory on me. So I grew up pretty much uh, like heavily in the church, but mm. I really, uh, I would say as far as music goes specifically, um, eventually when I started getting into guitar, I was really just hunting for things to learn. And so mm. I was like venturing out into, basically if there was a cool guitar part on the song, I really didn't care what else was in the song and i always thought that was interesting but i but from the music that i like to listen to that i thought i connected with a lot of it i would say was either borderline secular or secular so i've always found that interesting um i think you know there there are my my thing has always been like even opportunities to connect with people through stuff that's maybe even a little harder yeah which i think um I don't know. It's a tough one. Cause I feel like sometimes that's lacking from what people do in the church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there are topics yeah. that people in the church won't sing on. Yeah. And so you end up sort of like yeah. adjacent to that. And yeah. f- it started off with like, um, bands that were like, you know, Christian rock bands or whatever, but, mm-hmm. uh, that really like, I mean, it, to me, they, the, it, it wouldn't necessarily classify. I don't even think that a lot of them, today don't even call themselves christian bands anymore they're just yeah musicians just musicians so it's interesting for me it's always been a, um i try to like any song i write whether it ends up being like a worship tune or a mm-hmm. or a we'll call it a secular tune because i don't have a better word for it yeah, right now yeah um to try to recognize like god can use any of those if yes. if it's submitted to him in that yes. way you know what i mean like yes. i think yeah. that that is even uh, a good thing too for artists like to recognize that even if you have a song that's mm-hmm. you know not just straight up praise and worship like yeah they're like god can use it
2: no yeah 100 percent.
3: well and i think stewarding something well can also mean how you let people approach you outside of the music mm. itself you mm, know yeah, what i mean true. not necessarily like what you're singing about you know like we've gone to gigs where we've sang about you know like a lot of our songs Tennessee are completely whiskey. secular Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whiskey? Oh yeah. My i don't know anybody who hasn't tried it <laughs> right <laughs> but people come up to us after and they're like like Usually they can tell some things different about us or mm-hmm. they're like we talked to them about when we yeah. got married, we were really, really young and um that kind of thing. And it's just about um who you are all the time, not yeah. Old. Yeah, like not the charming. context the lyrics, yeah. of
1: your Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. songs that we have that are maybe a little uh about tougher times or whatever, and mm. then sort of like the context of what we do with the rest of our life. I hope I hope that people you know, hopefully get to know us in whole yeah, instead of in part. Sure. You know what I mean? If you looked yeah. at my saddest song and that's all you saw about me, <laughs> like, you'd I'm be sorry. like, he probably needs help. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. But you look at my whole for life sure. and, and I, I I definitely think, uh, well, my personal opinion of my own life is the Lord's blessed it. So yeah. I hope other people see that too. Exactly. You
2: know? And I, I totally agree with that like 100%. Yeah. Um, I think growing in like the industry and kind of moving, kind of seeing like the changes and stuff like that, For me, like the when it comes down to music, the most that the thing that I really pay attention to for the most part is the lyrics Mm. and like like not, you know, again, like not every song that you write is going to be a worship song, like you said. And then like not every song is going to be outside of a, you know, worship song, but just understanding, like you said, if the Lord has blessed it, like if that's something that God has given you to speak about or to sing about or to be about
1: then yeah. it'll reach know. somebody it took, exactly it took me a while to internalize that in a halfway decent way i i grew up i was the opposite i I was never a lyrics first kid. yeah i was always like oh that cool guitar part or oh yeah. that sound is awesome or the feeling of whatever's going on like mm-hmm. from, from you look from, up the lyrics later you're like, like what? What? yeah <laughs> and, and literally like it probably there. took me uh i would say 15 to twenty one, twenty two before i really like started to think mm, Maybe I should think about what I'm <laughs> listening to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it took yeah, me it took me a that. minute. And sometimes I'll still go back to records that aren't like I would say the best, but they're not yeah. the worst. I just I tend to like catch myself being like, if mm-hmm. I'm in a bad place already, maybe don't throw that. Yeah. On. On top you know me. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that felt kind that. of thing. That. that kind of thing. Felt that. Um so so in kind of uh, knowing you were coming on the show we did a little bit of like research on different things you've done and, and all crazy. that. You've done a lot, like a lot, a lot. Like I have a short list here of, of an American idol audition, oh my a goodness. PBS, uh, like news spot kind of thing, yes. uh, acting theater, podcast, worship leading, like tons of stuff. Um, when you look back at like all the things you've done, is there like a favorite that you've been a part of or anything you want to kind of speak to specifically? Dang.
2: I think my favorite was, um, definitely PBS working with PBS, very smooth, very, very, it was, it was a great process. Um, And shout out to Erica Stark Knight, y'all. She has been amazing, but she was pretty much kind of like the one that was contacting me and my mom, because back then I was a minor, so like, they would contact my mom. So but what
3: exactly did you do with them?
2: I did where, um, they had this campaign called Girl Power, highlighting um, a lot of young girls that are doing different things in North Carolina, and I did where I wrote the, um, the theme song okay awesome them. that's cool and so they used um one of my very first songs to come out uh, which was crazy kind of beautiful um and i wrote that when i was like nine <laughs> i was very young um but i wasn't uh, even playing night. <laughs>
1: I, I, I didn't start playing until like 14 but anyway go ahead yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: but um but yeah so they they took they used that as their theme their theme song for girl power campaign did a lot of different events with them like um, and then also we did the rally uh, Christmas parade with them as well. Oh, that's cool. which was very fun, a lot of sparkles, a lot of colors, <laughs> very fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think one of the main things I heard you speak on was like sort of the anti-bullying stuff, right? Is, that, yeah. is that, mm-hmm. And so when you look back on that like what do you hope people take away from that? Like if somebody goes and looks it up, what was what do you think like the main message for that was? Um understanding the
2: There is power and purpose in your pain Um, because at the time I didn't really see the other end and um, really how I was supposed to use that and take it and run with it and, you know, write songs and, you know, tell stories and different things like that um, and inspire a lot of people across the world and across the country. Um, At the time, I just saw my situation and Mm. I saw how I felt in that situation And it's like it's okay to be human. It's okay to cry. Like it's okay to feel things. But at the same time, um, like there is there is a purpose in that suffering that you're going through at the time. Mm. And so at the time I didn't see it, but then I was able to overcome it and take that negative and turn it into a positive by like reaching kids across the world and trying to put it into something. Um, meaningful for you know other people that might have went through exactly like what i went through or just kind of like have similar stories and backgrounds and now i'm seeing it more and more um, now that i've become a youth worship leader because i'm working with middle schoolers and high schoolers Mm -hmm. and so a lot of these kids are literally going through the same thing that i went through or something similar than i went through so to be able to have that experience and wisdom that and guide them and kind of help them through this time of their life is very important to me
1: that's awesome yeah i um i think anytime it sounds like uh a a lot of that kind of talks like um you go through something and and eventually i like for me from a musician's perspective like if i'm going through something eventually in a in a weird way like through writing about it like it Mm -hmm. gets like invested into my music if you if Mm -hmm. you know if you kind of uh Understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. With yeah. that one, and and I never really love, like, ha- like I don't know, writing songs that are about hard things. is not my favorite moment. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm yeah. usually I'm usually not in the greatest <laughs> spot. Um, but eventually, um, and I, not with all of them. Like just to be real, not with every song I've written. Some of yeah. them I just don't know what to do with, and they sit mm-hmm. there, and I don't think people will hear them. Like the, I just, yeah. just leave them in the book, you know. Yeah. Um, but other songs, like I, I've had an opportunity through the years to um, take something where I really feel like eventually God brings me like full circle, and like I yeah. see Him use something I went through, and I'm like, wow, that's crazy. We have a we have a song on um, the relevant record called "Still My God." Uh, that I wrote literally like, like in tears sitting on a bed at a cabin where I was like trying to like, honestly, truthfully, like unplug from, from the Lord, which is a really stupid thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I okay. was, I was having a hard time and I, I did not, I didn't want to feel about it anymore. I didn't want to be, yeah. I, I was like, I just need a break. I drove, we drove up to the mountains and I remember to go in there to like get away and I like got there. <laughs> And like everything that I felt was like waiting for me there. And I almost had like more space to feel it and it got worse. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah. So I sat down to write and she came in and, and sorry, I bumped the mic. She came in and checked in on me. Like I had been, I had like (laughs) ghosted for like an hour or something like that. Just sitting there and I was like unglued writing that song. And then we, like maybe two years later, it ended up going on the church record and we got to lead it and like, We've heard um,
3: a room of 200 people sing that. Back well, yeah, time. but yes. I, don't, I try not to
1: make it like for, I, I try to not make it about that. I guess what it really is for me is just like to recognize it. Like,
3: no, I just mean like you've reached people with it. It's you know such I mean? a like, God Lord's has. It. It's
1: such an imperfect moment for me that like I'm not I'm really not I'm not proud of it as like a thing for me. I'm just really thankful that it happened mm-hmm. and I got yeah. to see it, you know, and like um our one of our pastors son, he learned the lyrics to the song. Like the first day we ever sang it. The song wasn't even out yet. Wow. Yeah. And wrote them all down on like sticky notes. And oh, I, I have them I have them in a Hanging frame. In my <laughs> That's office. crazy. And so it's just like even like to take a song like that, there's something yeah. really difficult I'm going through and like have my wife lead it with me. It's like a gift. Like you're like, wow, this is insane. This is not. Sometimes I I end up leading
3: the whole thing because you break down. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like a fair enough amount.
1: A fair enough amount for sure.
2: honestly, and music can do that. Like it's like there's songs that like I know that I've written that I probably would have like two years later, three years later down the line when I am up there and I'm actually singing it for the first time. Like I'd probably break down too. Yeah, because it's just like where God had me and where I am now.
1: Hmm. well let's go let's go lighthearted for a second because we're kind of talking about it but we're kind of not are you working on new music right now like do you you have anything in the works coming out Dang, i would like to you would like to (laughs) i would love to
2: um recently i haven't been writing a lot because i've been working with the church but honestly like um Man, I'm working on stuff. It's just not copywritten. That's the bad part about it. I'm just ready to just like yeah. put it out. And it's like, nope, it's not copywritten. Yet. Like, you got to copyright it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the problem we've had for a very long time. Like, mm. we would run into people that would want to steal our songs. Like, oh, really? really wow. It. Oh, my goodness. It, I cannot tell you the bad. I still have a song now that I am like waiting and holding on to to release because it's like <laughs> literally i know that if i release it it will be an uphill battle because they're like mm. ready to just steal it wow mm. um so um yeah i've written over like 150 songs have you really? that's awesome but like i'm just you know i'm i whenever god
1: do wants. you have a without without going too far into it like <laughs> like without playing it like do you have a favorite out of all of them that you've written and is there like at least a topical kind of thing you could give us insight like what's and why
2: no so um one of my favorites uh so far that i've written was song about like um basically um in the midst of the chaos like you'll still be okay Mm. um and so it's basically kind of i wrote it in college um my first semester of college when i was away i was about like five hours away from home and I just remember all the noise. So, like, I graduated a year early from high school. And so I had a lot of people that, like, you know, kind of watched me. And so there were a lot of people that still tell me to this day, like, that I shouldn't have graduated and I should have stayed and be- been a kid, whatever, yeah. stuff like that. And, um, and then I got to college. It was just a lot of noise. I was kind of, like, far from – I feel like um, I wasn't holding up, like, my end of the stick – as far as my relationship with God. So it was just kind of like a lot of noise, a lot of outside noise and talking. And so I remember um, I was literally, I was in film class, y'all. I was <laughs> in film class. And I sat there and I was uh, during a lecture and in the, in my head, it was like in the chaos. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, was and wrote a whole, like the entire cor- like hook and chorus or whatever while I was sitting there. In a lecture in film class. I'm so sorry, Dr. Were you hoping Piper. you didn't ask any questions? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, had no idea what was going on during a lecture. Just wrote the song. And then I went straight to the music room because at the time where I was living, I didn't have my keyboard out. I went to the music room down in the basement and I finished this song. It's literally um, literally just going through like all the outside noise and like the voices that you know, try to, you know, attack you and different things like that. But still in the midst of that, like you're like clinging on to God and your relationship with him and clinging on to your faith, like you'll still be okay. Hmm. And that's basically what the song, I think that was like one of my favorites that I've written because it's very almost like
1: Broadway-esque. That's awesome. (laughs) Do you have a, do you have a, so I have a song in my songwriting notebook, which uh, (laughs) if if you've followed me on YouTube for any amount of time, for a while we we every january we mm-hmm. did like a like a challenge to ourselves to do like 30 videos like one yeah. every day for the month of january and we had like a, a little bit of like a mental breakdown at one point trying to <laughs> force ourselves to do that we were just like out of <laughs> ideas tired yeah. like late at night we decided to play 20 questions cuz that's all we think <laughs> to do we turned it into um, 20 we we were also hungry so we turned it into 20 questions 20 nuggets and we went and bought <laughs> like McDonald's chicken nuggets yeah. at like midnight <laughs> And just played 20 questions while eating food. That and is hilarious. It was a total it was a total cop-out as far as doing what we said we were gonna do, but we made a theme song for it. <laughs> that that theme so song is in my songwriting notebook. I'm pretty proud of that one. But she, <laughs>
3: <You're>
1: <laughs> you can see what she thinks of it. <laughs> she's
3: like <"Mm-mm." laughs> We were recording that. I'm like, why are we doing that? <laughs> I li- you it, actually recorded yeah, it. Yeah, it has like, <gasps> oh I'll show goodness. it to you.
1: It has like she's not gonna want to show it to you. It has like maybe, I don't know. Mm, it's 10 like 10 seconds long vocals in it oh my goodness Here, yeah, hold on not, no 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 please her, don't do this right now ask her another right question now. while i find this oh my god <laughs> ask her another question while i find this okay
3: um what is like your favorite genre of music to like listen to like who's on your playlist Ooh, these days
2: these days yeah um it's kind of funny because the music I listened to determined like, the phase that I was in. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a bit of an emo phase. Like, I had a bit of a... We all did. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Like, a little pop phase, you know what I'm saying? With the snapbacks. <laughs> um, right now, on my playlist, probably... Okay, don't fight me. A lot of like Ella Fitzgerald and Frank Sinatra. Oh no, I won't Louis fight you on that. Like her oh. dad was a saxophone. Major. My dad, oh rich. my
1: goodness, my dad's a Jasmine. yeah, You're so kidding. she's yeah, you guys are yeah, you guys are. All <sighs> yeah, wrong.
2: I love it. Like recently, it's been very interesting to listen to it. Like I'm very much like if I were to live in any era, it'd probably be between like the like this 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been really loving loving that. Um, yeah. and just kind of like the jazzy type. And then like even um, like f- songs that are like foreign that are like from overseas. Okay. I mean, like You know, like, because jazz is a pretty broad mm-hmm. genre, Yeah. So it's like everywhere. But yeah, that's what I'm listening to right now. I awesome. love it. Awesome. I, love I, love
3: that. It. I, I cannot to... believe you're about to play this on <laughs> podcast. I, don't, I, don't I edit this. I'm gonna cut it. <laughs> gonna
1: cut, yeah, you, As in you're gonna cut in the real thing? <sighs> cut in the real thing. So, so, this is an old uh, uh, one, so I so It's time for 20
0: nuggets <laughs> <laughs> and 20.
1: 20-
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we tried
0: we tried very
1: like I was like alright I'm gonna have fun with this I've been like, dreading this day it was, uh, <laughs> it was way too late at night and I was really tired and I thought it was a brilliant idea and <laughs> I don't still think still does clearly it, good. it was brilliant <laughs> so yeah. I'm pretty sure like I don't know I I just I grew up I, li- I like chicken nuggets so good <laughs>
2: like, who doesn't <laughs> from where though
1: anywhere really I'm, I'm not picky he's really? not a picky other chicken nugget other than, than I'm well no that's not true like yeah no I pretty much like them all yep they're All pretty good, even McDonald's, yeah, especially McDonald's. I love McDonald's chicken. I don't nuggets. like McDonald's chicken. Do you have a favorite? My favorite, all
2: right. I hate to be this girl, but Chick fil A, Chick fil A is good or Wendy's, Wendy's but it has Wendy's to actually be favorite.
1: cooked. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you know, like the videos where they do like people do like blind taste tests of different, yeah, kinds. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure I could nail that. That is so I'm, crazy. I'm pretty, I'm like. I'm, I'm fairly confident i do pretty good Probably. On
2: that. no that's so funny so our um that's so funny our youth uh, ministry when they were still doing wednesday nights josh and austin came up with this crazy idea to do like a fast food race type deal oh really they were throwing burritos everywhere they were like taste testing things and they had <laughs> other kids feed it to them. it was like a wreck but it was awesome it was, awesome. <laughs> it was pretty awesome
1: um <laughs> So one of the things that we saw when we were looking up just different things you've done was auditioning for American Idol. That was another video we saw put together. I think. What was that? What was that process like?
2: Oh man! So for
1: other musicians that might be considering, (laughs) considering. Yeah,
2: Um, I was never a girl for um, competitions and stuff like that, Um, but I did audition for American Idol probably about I think three times now. Um, I think my first was like when I was in middle school, like my first two. So I went, it's a very long and very strenuous process. Mm. Um, it's very much, um, like you have to go through like two or three auditions before you can even get on stage to what we see. Um, American Idol. So it was like American Idol recently. And then AGT, I did when I was in middle school as well. Okay. Um, because I was younger and I was a minor, so I couldn't, you know, do X Factor, American Idol, or anything like that. Okay. So did AGT when I was in middle school. American Idol recently, and both are very like they have the long contracts, and nobody reads those contracts. Really. <laughs> like literally, no. Like it just yeah. pops up. You just want a step, a step, a step. And so that's what I did in middle school. Even mm. though like my mom was with me, she's like, "Make sure you read the contract." I was like, "No, I'm not." Kidding. So, uh, so, we kind of, like, skimmed through it and then press the set. I actually, I think I was sitting in the same room as Grace VanderWaal when she auditioned really? as well. She was, I think she's younger than me. So, we were both across from each other. She had her little ukulele. Her mom was there sitting and talking to my mom. We talked about writing songs and stuff like that. Um, And we actually auditioned in the same room, too. So, you're most of the time, you're going to be in with, like, a group of people. And then, like, um, you go in. They'll have a keyboard or whatever you needed, like, or whatever you brought with you um, for that group. And um, they just basically, they ask your name, da-da-da-da-da, and then you just go and do your thing. One minute and 20 seconds is probably the length that I would keep it at. However, if you don't read the contract, you will be messed over because I auditioned my first two times with original songs. Oh, really? And the contract very clearly says in all of them that, like, Anything that you perform or whatever is their property. So it's wow. like if you sing a song that's original, even if it's copywritten, they can take that and they can use it and they can make profit off of it. Wow. So read your contract. <laughs> I didn't it, read that until yeah. like American Idol. And then once I I saw that, I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. So um, I'm sure it's
1: probably been that way forever.
2: It's literally and people are sitting up here and they're singing their original songs and they wonder why they, they the
3: it. fine print read yeah. it please read
1: it yeah i don't i don't know I'd, i i'd be
3: i think I, we went with somebody one time when they were trying out the for the voice, voice i the think the voice we've but gone we've gone
1: to an audition although i was not i we uh, didn't want to do it well, all. yeah uh more context for me i was like when i first started singing it probably took me i probably like six or seven years of lessons and like trying to get to the point where like it wasn't pretty bad yeah <laughs> and and so uh, I was never, I, I don't think I ever would. You, everyone, <laughs> everyone tells everyone her she should. Everyone bugs me audition. to do it. Everyone. Okay. You should do it. I don't. I love It's a great stage date. Like,
3: it's today. a like, weird thing. I don't have stage fright for performing. I have terrible stage fright with auditioning. It was the same way uh, I did dance for years. It was the same way for that. Auditions make me incredibly nervous. I don't yeah. know why. Performing does not. So I, the thought of like going through like a series of auditions <laughs> series of over. So a long period of time. They do time it virtually now, though.
1: Let me, everything's a ritual. Let me ask you this: How far in the audition process did you end up? Baby, getting? I didn't even make it past that first audition. <laughs> did, <laughs> you, <it> <laughs> did you? Did uh, you? Well, what I was going to ask was, is like, did you? Did you? Are you like glad that you did them? Like, because um, like for her, like you know what I'm saying. Like, if you, yeah, would I, you recommend doing it just to do it, or maybe not?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so like. I'm glad that I did because I made some cool contacts yeah. doing that, like being able to meet some cool friends. Um, and then even like with American Idol, I didn't meet him at auditions, but I met him, um, Drake McCain, okay. who's on American Idol, um, and, um, Shay Wynn. And I met them at, um, a Artist Music Guild and okay. they're I've pretty awesome. That before, oh, they're I can't remember awesome where. people. Amazing mm. people um to be around and they're just their energy is awesome so just doing doing auditions meeting people like I said I was kind of sitting across from Grace Vanderbilt I was like mm-hmm. hey what's up shoddy? Mm-hmm. um <laughs> and stuff like that so um it's cool to get to connect with other musicians but at the same time I was walking through those auditions and seeing some wild stuff I was like <laughs> wow okay um and then like um gladly I did um American Idol virtually. I did that audition mm. virtually, much easier. And again, you're not walking through a whole bunch I'm of people sure. that are screaming the room. Off, the room off, so <laughs>
1: there's that. Well, uh, let me ask you this: what What would uh, be a piece of advice you would give, like a new artist, maybe either something they could try or or just general music advice, whatever you think? But oh, what's dang. a good What's a good piece of advice for a new musician or artist? Know
2: what and who you're doing it for. Um, I think is kind of like my biggest thing that's going to be your biggest motivator um whatever you're doing it for um and just kind of keeping those priorities and straight as you go throughout the journey because it is very much an adventure um do like recording or singing music or playing behind other people or whatever just really know the the why um, mm. that's the biggest
1: thing
3: yeah i think it's easy to get lost in it if yeah. you don't have that you know yeah
1: yeah i think you have to really love it mm-hmm. and you have to love it for no money and yeah no, and and <laughs> you have to love it for the sake of exactly what it is before the other stuff would ever come anywhere near it i think oh, yeah. Yeah, or I'm at sure. least i think you should i think sometimes that doesn't <laughs> happen like there are people that i see that like have uh, i hate this phrase but made it because I, I don't have a better one yeah. and like I don't really think they love what they do, and that yeah. always saddens me. Mm-hmm. But that's not just that's not specific to music. I just really don't like.
3: Well, and as soon as you make it your thing, like where it's not just for fun, like it is some sort of job occupation, mm-hmm. whether you're paid or not. As soon as you make it your thing, you know there's going to be stuff in it you don't like to do. I have a yeah. video of him from the other day. We were uh, acoustic tracking. Oh gosh. For um we for <laughs> a project we're working on, and <laughs> he was like five acoustic tracks in, and he's like, "I love my job." Oh <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did say that. Just <laughs> had to remind himself. Yeah. Was, um, way. Just, uh, <laughs> no, we
1: we had just watched uh, what movie was that? Devil Wears Prada. D- the Devil Wears Prada. Oh, Have you seen that oh movie? my goodness, love it. And uh, she's like sitting at her desk. Yeah. What what happens? I don't remember what happens in the movie. But she sits there and she's like, "I love my job. I love my job." <laughs> <laughs> repeating it. That is too yeah. funny. Honestly. Um, so a uh, couple questions as we as we wrap up. But um, if you could collab with any artist, who would you choose?
2: Naomi Rain. Straight okay. up, mm. um, and it's only because I met her in person. Oh, really? Um, That's cool. Probably my sixth grade year, of middle school, so a good minute ago. And um, I think she was going on the dub Awards with Todd Delaney because she had just uh, they just released that song um, "Pour Me Out." And um, I just remember talking, sitting there, and just talking to her and connecting with her. And then my mom was there. She we had. I don't even know if I can find that picture. It's like it was a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um but after that I was like she just has a great personality um and just kind of seeing her now like with Maverick and with Chandler and stuff um it it's just really I'm like I would I would yeah mm-hmm. yeah that would work I love her voice Oh yeah very yeah. I Who,
3: think I had to do one of her songs We had to do some Maverick City song at one point or whatever. And I was, I, was, I mean, obviously I don't sound like her. So I was like, yeah. I just want to hear my tone, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> so that's right. all I want for the song. Who
1: would, We haven't actually. We've, sometimes we sometimes do roundtable questions. Who would your dream collab be? We haven't asked ourselves this. Oh, I'm <laughs> just um, curious.
3: Hmm, if it was just me doing it, or like as a you and I as a band, just
1: you. Man, that, the, that, did that make the question harder. Yes. <laughs> that made the
3: question harder. Um, okay, you answer. I gotta think about it. I don't
1: know. To... Um, my dream collab. Okay, my dream collab for both of us, I think, would be, uh, Joy Williams. Joy Williams. That was literally she who was, I was about to say for Disney's. She just was uh, the girl in the Civil Wars. They are like Americana bluegrass Oh kind of yeah 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 okay so, okay okay. I was so trying to she's a we got to go see her live. Oh. She had a concert in Asheville maybe 2 years ago. Okay. She was like 6 to 7 she was like eight months, months pregnant, pregnant. like she, so she and what? and the, the album was called I think it's called Front Porch, Front Porch. right? And yeah. the whole concept for the album was uh basically like to make people feel at home. Mm. And, and to kind of welcome people to something that could be home was my kind of understanding of it mm-hmm. in the it, i i that might not be a i might might, <laughs> might not be doing her explanation of it yeah. justice <laughs> but but kind of this idea of like for this concept in this hour while we're here together like i want mm-hmm. you guys to feel like you're at home and i remember walking in and i was not overly excited to go see that show she was yeah i dragged him there I walked up. in and it, she is one of the most genuine like truly just welcoming people i think we've ever mm. seen live and her voice is insanely good um yep. wow. and the in the civil wars uh the guy who was in that duo uh they had a lot more of like a rock bend like it wasn't rock at all but he had a rock band it was so, like americana i feel Bluegrass. like we could i feel like it could go a cool direction that's that awesome. would work for both yeah actually yeah. as soon
3: as you said that i was like that was that would be who that's i would want to collab with yeah. yeah. if i was <laughs> to
1: do it the, Colony House is always on our list too. Uh, that is Stephen curse Chapman's two sons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're in a they're in a band that's oh, insanely good. I yep. didn't know that. Yeah, we'll uh, the that oldest brother is the singer. The youngest brother is the drummer. Um, <gasps> they're pretty good. They're yep. well, that's an understatement. They're insanely good. We've seen, <laughs> the, we've seen them say, live like, like three times. That's awesome. We love them. Dang. Um, yeah. That was COVID that robbed us of our fourth show. Our last show.
3: Robbed. We, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we, 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 was we in March of we 2020. We had tickets.
1: And they all got canceled. And we were really Aww, sad. Oh, dang. Um, so, okay. Two questions left. Best and worst moment on stage? Best and worst? Or whichever one you prefer.
2: So I think my worst one actually recently just happened. So I think I told you guys earlier. Um, we went to Blowing Rock with our yeah. Latino um, young adults ministry shout out to forerunners sorry i'm doing a (laughs) lot of shout outs i hope this is no you're more than Um, fine but um we went to um blowing rock and i was there to help like serve lead worship as well and so um the night before uh things kind of got switched around and there was a song that um i think i think carlos wanted me to lead and i was like oh dang i didn't know i had this song so i practice it you know, ingrain the lyrics in my yeah. head, you know what I'm saying? Best you And can. so, right, so we got there, the, like, the that day, and he was like, hey, like, I meant to ask you, like, can you lead? I said, oh, yeah, I saw my name. So we're like, perfect. We get up there. We do sound check. Everything goes pretty well. And something, I don't know what was happening, but something was going on with the Probe that day. And so mm. they were trying to, like, Trying to figure it out and fix it. Did and a stuff. tech
1: guy not come on retreat?
2: No, no, she <laughs> so
1: did. She was back there. She was killing <laughs> so it. So I'm when... on production team. I, I always like anytime there's like a little mishap on like certain retreats, I'll get a phone call. Oh, this isn't working. He's <laughs> yeah, like, this is working. Answering questions. Maybe, I felt that. So she was
2: she was in the back trying to figure it out. So they were working while we were doing sound check. I had the lyrics on my phone, and then. Um, It wasn't the first song. It was like the third song in the set. So then when we get there to actually lead, we see that the lyrics are actually up there. We're like, okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. And this song I was not familiar with. It was no other name. And we had to sing it in English and Spanish. Mm. So we sat there and I had the first two verses. Because you know what that song is like, two full verses and then the chorus. We sit there and I don't see the lyrics at all. I'm like, okay. Uh Um, and so I know the tune. So I'm like, -hmm." like, so you hear me in the, like, microphone, like, like, so I'm like mumbling and like for a good, like, almost like one and a half verse, it wasn't like the mid of like the second verse. Till I saw that the lyrics were up there, cause the, the MDL looked back at him like, "What's going on?" He's like, <laughs> and so I tried to. I had my computer. I tried to get it on my computer and stuff like that. And he's like, "Look up, look up." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Nice. So then, so then I was able to catch on. But I was so embarrassed. Nerve like, wracking. It was, yeah, uh, I was
1: embarrassed. I had I had one time where um, it was. Uh, so I've been a production guy for different churches for uh, eight or nine, eight years now. Yeah, eight almost ten. Yeah. Um, and one time, it wasn't my fault, first of all, although <laughs> <laughs> Let's just when you're it the production there. guy at a church, you take the, like you just take the heat take for the heat whatever anywhere. happens. Like, so, <laughs> but in reality, um, what had happened is, is we were jumping a pro presenter's stage display off of somebody's cell phone. There's like an app where you can you can yeah. like have a phone run it, but then plug the phone into a monitor. And so we plugged this phone into a monitor, I kinda see r- running going. the stage display. It's somebody got and whoever's phone it was, I don't even know. No, it was
3: yours, but you got <laughs> no, a text. It wasn't
1: my phone. It wasn't because I didn't. I didn't even know. Like, are you sure? I'm absolutely positive okay. it was my phone. <laughs> um, but a text came through. It was a, a gif of the teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off where Ferris Bueller's like falling asleep in class and he's like, Bueller, Bueller. Oh. And it just, it that was on just the stage stuck on our screen <laughs> for the whole set. So like the pastor and like we were all hunting for words and like different things. And I was like, man, this is pretty bad. <laughs> also, it's kind of hilarious. Yeah, that bad. is too funny. Uh, we didn't oh,
3: run goodness. it off the phone again after that. No, no, that <laughs> yeah. was the last time. Yeah, um, no.
1: Best moment on stage?
2: Best moment. Ooh um i think that my best performance it wasn't like um it wasn't really like um it was actually musical theater so my very mm-hmm. first show was when i was in fifth grade um we had the fifth grade play it was Hong junior <laughs> and um, i remember wanting like the main role so bad that year. Like, i really <laughs> did like i was ready because i'm like naturally i was a mother hen like i was the mom friend so like to be ida i was like i wanted to do no, they actually gave me the bullfrog. And I'm like, that's a guy. Like, how am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to pull it off? But my mom and my family, they're very creative. So, like, my mom was like, she made me a little hat, a little bow tie and stuff like that. It was so cute. So once I got up there and and really started, like, dissecting the character, I noticed that, like, the stories, uh, the story of the bullfrog was more like the story of me because it follows the story of the ugly duckling and, Mm -hmm. like. The bullfrog is very much like the Ugly Duckling. Like he's like, I feel what you're where you're coming from. Like you know, there's gonna be one day that we're gonna be so you know so as great as we want to be, and other people are gonna be smiling down on mm. us and stuff like that. And so I had this big solo, and I'll never forget. I just felt like at home. I was doing my thing. I was it. like singing, bro. <laughs> Listen, I was screaming. But
1: how old were you?
2: I was. Ten. I That's was awesome. nine or ten. I actually I was nine at the time I I missed.
1: I, I miss the feeling of doing things when you're a kid. And like, oh, yeah. you just like all of a sudden you hit a moment and you're just like so <gasps> in love with whatever's happening. <gasps> yeah. So fun. Uh so unhindered. Fun. Unhindered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well we're we're at time, but let me um, let me wrap us up by asking you this, which is uh tell us about the <laughs> song you're gonna perform today and uh maybe some of the meaning behind it. And uh yeah.
2: Yeah, so the song I'm gonna perform today. Um, it is a song that I wrote when I was about 12. Um, so I was in middle school and, um, like I said earlier, like I did have a pretty rough bout of bullying and different things like that. And then when I was about 12, I noticed that there were, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of violence going on, especially in Charlotte with Keith Lamont, um, and uh, surrounding areas. And so me being young at the time, um, I really just wanted, like I said, I used music as an outlet, so I kind of wrote how I felt um, throughout the song, but then under, so uh, I I wrote how I felt, which was I felt like I was on a battlefield, like constantly on a battlefield. Yeah. It was constantly a fight every single day I was in the lion's den, but overall, God was still by my side when everything happened, and he never left me and never forsaken me, and Um, for every friend for every foe I had a friend and for every foe I had a foe so he made sure that everything was balanced and was just always there on all my lonely nights and all of the tears that I cried so this song is called Battlefield. I haven't sung it in a minute. So. Oh, I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to hear it.
1: Um, well, Chloe, thank you so much for for coming on the show and, and joining us. We've, we've thank loved you. having you. Um, is there a couple places people can kind of look you up and and reach out as far as music goes if they want to find like eventually when you you know you're putting out music or whatever that they can then go look you up?
2: Yeah, my um my main my main social is really just Instagram. Mm-hmm. My Instagram is at Olivia dot music um c-h-l-o-e-o-l-i-v-i-a dot music um at instagram
1: awesome
3: well chloe thank you so much for coming on we were so excited to have you in today um without further ado here is battlefield by chloe olivia
1: Bye. Bye. bye
0: A small, small town No one likes me in it Because of the things I've apparently done So overdramatic I feel so alone Just me, myself